Welcome back to another episode of Public Health Hazard. My name is Katherine Phillips, and I am the host of this show. Today, we are going to be talking about the unexpected effects of coronavirus. I waited to record this episode because I wanted to see how the coronavirus pandemic would play out. Now that we have opened up the country and slowly been opening up our economy here in the United States, I wanted to see how we as the people would react to these changes and also how we as the people have been coping with coronavirus over this two to three month period when we have been staying at home. We have been focused on the physical symptoms of coronavirus throughout this whole pandemic, but we haven't focused on some of the unexpected effects such as substance abuse, addiction, depression, anxiety, loneliness, abuse, and suicide, and haven't considered how they could affect our health in the long term. Just like I've talked about in another episode of Public Health Hazard, coronavirus has had some positive effects on us. Being at home has allowed us to cultivate new relationships, connect with others, start a new hobby, and also has promoted a new style of work, which is working from home, and that could lead to the future of working as a whole. But when we think about these unexpected effects of coronavirus, we have to look at it from a health perspective and think about how our health could be affected. So I want to talk about some of the short and long-term effects of coronavirus and kind of break them down for you and then talk about the reasons why these have been happening. So let's go into those short-term effects. So short-term effects can be defined as within a few months, a few weeks, even days of being at home or being affected by coronavirus. The most obvious is physical symptoms if you happen to be infected with the virus. Loneliness has really been a short-term effect, especially since we can't go out to places that we enjoy going out to, such as bars, restaurants, the gym, churches. If we go to these places for community and forming relationships and socially, and suddenly now we can't, we become lonely. Another short-term effect that can really impact you is substance abuse, which could lead to addiction. Essential places that have been open include marijuana stores and also liquor stores. So using those substances to cope with the changes that have occurred in one's life such as losing your job or income instability or even just the fear of the coronavirus itself could lead to addiction. But using these substances in the short term to give yourself some instant relief from what's going on can really be detrimental to your health. And another short-term effect to think about is abuse, both child abuse and domestic abuse. One thing about abuse is the fact that your home all the time and those being abused may be afraid to speak out. And I want to mention that I'm in no way a mental health expert and an expert on addiction or abuse or any of these 
topics I'm mentioning. I've said this before on my show and I definitely want to reiterate it because I know I have listeners out there who maybe are experts or researchers in this or who have personally dealt with some of these things that I'm talking about. So I really want to be respectful of them. I will put more information about these topics in the show notes so that you can read about them. Some of the long-term effects that I found through research that could have an impact on your health because of coronavirus include depression and anxiety. This can stem from whatever has been going on in your life during coronavirus, or maybe you were diagnosed with depression and anxiety before coronavirus. There has been an increase in telehealth services, so it makes it more accessible to access therapy and other mental health services from the comfort of your own home and allows you to get the help that you need. So I think in the long term, that could be a positive change for those who need assistance with depression and anxiety treatments because they're able to get that treatment without having to physically go to see a provider. Another long-term effect is unemployment. This can really affect your livelihood, and we've already been seeing that. Those who've been unemployed can no longer pay their rent, their mortgage, and throughout all this, stress is really a big long-term effect because when you're constantly stressed and putting stress on your body, it can put you at higher risk for heart disease, diabetes, even lower your life expectancy. So living in this state of stress and uncertainty and economic instability is really a long-term effect that we don't know when it will end. Even with the economy opening up, it's opening up very slowly and there have been jobs that have been eliminated altogether. Another long-term effect is the overall fear of going to the doctor. Going to the doctor now has been reserved for those who are physically affected by coronavirus. All elective procedures have been canceled and those who may need treatment have been reported to not seek it out because they are afraid of going to the hospital. And this may affect how people are treated in the future. With telemedicine being used throughout this time, we may not even have to go to the doctor in person. We can just go online and see a doctor. So that could eliminate fear and be a benefit. But if we're afraid in the first place, we may not be able to get the treatment we need in time and it can result in deaths that could have been prevented. And finally, one important long-term effect that really concerns me is limited physical attraction. With social distancing and having to stay six feet apart and also the elimination of handshakes, I think it's really going to change how we interact with each other. I think this really will have an impact on dating because we will be more hesitant to meet up with someone. So this might be replaced with something like online dating through Zoom or FaceTime. And in fact, dating has already been conducted this way throughout the pandemic. Match.com, Tinder, and Bumble have all seen an increase in enrollments and use during this time, and they have all added the video option to their platforms. So I think that's really the future of dating, but limited physical attraction is really something that 
is going to affect us because we rely on physical attraction to connect as human beings, but with restrictions and limits to the amount of people who can organize in certain places, it takes away how we interact with each other. So I think this will be one of the biggest effects of coronavirus that we shouldn't ignore. And if we have the opportunity to have physical attraction and have a closer physical distance, we should really take that opportunity. So I just want to finish up talking about why these are unexpected effects of coronavirus. First of all, we've been uprooted from our daily lives and this loss of structure makes it hard to feel like we are accomplishing something every day. There have also been changes in economic times. Before, we were all living a life where we can go travel. We were able to be in contact with people without limits. It just made it really easy to live your everyday life and do things that you really enjoyed. But now businesses are closing and threatening bankruptcy and travel is non-existent due to border closes and stay-at-home orders. So it makes me really question whether our economy will recover or if this is just the beginning of an economic downturn. We also have lost places to congregate in our community, the biggest being churches and also schools, the gym, and workplaces. And this kind of begs the question, wouldn't video be the answer? Shouldn't we keep using video? Isn't it just easier? Why should we focus on some of these unexpected effects when we have video to make things easier? Well, the answer here is simple. Not everyone has access to technology. Those who are elderly may not know how to use technology, so they can't tune into church, which may be their biggest social event of the week. Those without technology can't go to the doctor if they need to, and if they're afraid to go in person, then they can't get the care that they need. And as I mentioned before, prolonged stress and uncertainty about this situation is what has caused our behaviors to change. Being home has caused us to not know what will happen next, and economic uncertainty is really what will change how we live our lives. But there are some strategies with how we can cope with all of this. We can make sure that we get enough sleep each night and not stay up worrying or watching TV or doing things that are unproductive. We can continue to get physical activity by walking around the block or going to the park or even doing at-home workouts. We can call friends and family using technology or just on the phone and catching up with them and having meaningful conversations. Now that we're at home, we can try new recipes, learn to cook, and eat healthier instead of eating out and spending money on food that is unhealthy. And finally, we can limit screen time, which overall helps us to forget about what's going on in the news and also helps us to decrease our fear and panic because we are no longer consuming media that we don't know is true or not. So even though we don't know what will happen in our society and how our lives will change for the rest of 2020, all we can do now is think about how we are going to cope with these changes and be mindful of how we've reacted towards it.
Like this episode of Public Health Hazard? Follow us on Twitter at HazardPod and never miss the release of a new episode. Send us your health topics on Twitter and it could be featured on the show. Catch up anytime on Anchor at anchor.fm slash HazardPod or where you stream podcasts.